From Sacramento, the Bishop's Radio Hour with Bob Dunning. Focusing on today's issues in the context of gospel values. Now, here's Bob Dunning on Relevant Radio. That's me. Welcome to you on this beautiful day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And uh, appreciate you all being with us on the Bishop's Hour. And speaking of the Bishop's Hour, we're pleased to welcome in Bishop Emeritus William Wigand, uh, who will shortly celebrate his 60th anniversary of the priesthood. Uh, Bishop Wigand, always an honor to hear your voice. Uh, Bob, uh, uh, nice to be on with you again and to uh, be in touch with our many listeners. Uh, I'm happy to, to still be able to do this. Uh, I'm getting kind of old and 60 <laughs> years of priesthood proves it. <laughs> Let's see, 60 years as a priest, does that mean you started in kindergarten? <laughs> uh, it means I started when I was 26, and I'm now 86. Oh, my goodness. Uh, wow. Well, your voice is still very strong and uh, uh, pastoral. Well, uh, and I'd have to say I, I woke up again today, and I still know who I am. <laughs> Oh, God is good. <laughs> well, I always, I always, uh, I, I always worry about that. Uh, you know, we're we're made in the image and likeness of God, and then I look at the mirror in, at six in the morning, and I go, "Does God really look like this?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's more. That would be more true in the soul. In the soul, yes. Than in the withered body, <laughs> except. wondering what age will I be when with the you know what I mean like what age would that be um with the resurrect you know when when as you say perfected uh, it's it's mind-boggling to think about well uh we traditionally think of uh Jesus was about 30 years old when he started his ministry right. 33 years when he died and, right. and rose so, uh, and that's kind of a perfect age, isn't it? Uh, I, I think that's an, Yeah, I, uh, that is a perfect age, and it's actually that's the what I thought it would probably be the age that Jesus was when 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 he was resurrected. Yeah, that's. Uh, well, we don't know, but that's a pretty good assumption, and uh, even Jesus, uh, who, who who must have been. Uh, uh, you know, um, good-looking and robust uh, for mm -hmm. his times in sure. circumstances and so forth, but uh, even he in the resurrection was perfected in some way that they didn't quickly recognize him. Right, right. Uh, and yet they did. Uh, uh, so he was he was different, and, and I think we can mean that was that he was perfected. Right. Right. Uh, kind of a, a spiritualized body, but uh, truly uh, human. Uh, uh, <laughs> right. Uh, but resurrected. So, uh, yeah, kind of a. Uh, we know only uh, bits of that, uh, but it's uh, it's our belief and it's, it's the promise that we say in the creeds, all the creeds, uh, that we. We believe in the resurrection of the body and life everlasting. Yes, what a what a, what a wonderful uh, thought that is. You know, a, a, a great promise to all of us. So yeah, yeah, it it it's very comforting. Very very comforting. So my sixty years of priesthood and eighty six of of life. Uh, uh, it makes me think of those things far more than I did when I was much younger, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. um, I'm probably not going to be on this earth in this fashion <laughs> too much longer. But 
whatever length of time. I'm happy to to serve, continue to serve as a priest, uh, even in uh, relative obscurity now, and and not out and about nearly like I used to be. So, uh, but I'm still a priest, and I still uh, pray uh, on behalf of the Christian community, intercede for the Christian community, and offer uh, mass. Uh, mostly privately every day, and, mm-hmm. and I do that on behalf of the community of believers. So I'm still that, that kind of uh, go-between between the people and, and our merciful God, uh, but uh, more in a different way. I'm kind of like the Trappist, our, our, uh, our Trappist monks up at our monastery in Vina, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. up near uh, Chico. Right. Who are who are not in pastoral ministry, and their life is one of, of, of prayer and right. and uh, service in, in in quiet and and tranquility as they go about their business uh, of, of prayer, and that includes a lot of work, manual labor. Right, right. They, yeah. And I I do a bit of that. I still get on my knees uh, to plant some flowers and. And pull up some weeds and trim mm-hmm. some bushes by yep. uh, by residents, uh, and try to try to do those kind of humble things in a, in a prayerful uh, way too. And and um, the the people who walk by uh, my house is uh, close to the state DMV buildings, and so there are a lot of people that take their their morning break. Uh, uh, whether that's smoke break or coffee break, for the most part, it's a walking break for right. a lot of people. Right, I've, I've and, noticed that. Yeah, and they they, they stop and admire my uh, uh, quarter, the flowers, and the, the bushes well trimmed and and kept. So uh, it gives a bit of joy to other people, uh, and those things also represent the beauty of of God. Uh, yes, indeed. But even even a bishop's yard has weeds. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, regularly. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's irritating, but it's true. <laughs> they, you know, it's interesting. You know, like, trying to grow grass. Sometimes you know you get bare patches and stuff, but the weeds don't need any help at all. They they, they don't care. Drought, flood, whatever, they grow. They do. They yeah. do. They grow. They grow up in the pavement or in the in the, the pavement. Yeah. Like that. Okay. It's, uh, it's it's mind-boggling to see weeds growing out of pavement. Sometimes out in the middle of the street with cars driving over them, and somehow they manage to crack through the pavement. It's it's a testament to to nature. It's uh, to God, really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and a bit a bit of an image for for us too, a human life. Uh, for most people, for many people, certainly is not all that easy, and and involves uh, difficult challenges, uh, like that weed in a sense pushing up against uh, all kinds of obstacles, and 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 uh, we do what we have to do. But as believers, we 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 know, we believe, but we also know. Kind of in our in our gut, in a spiritual way, that God is with us, He's helping, mm-hmm. and and that we can do it. We can get beyond whatever the challenges. Uh, and and uh, that's true of every life. I since I'm celebrating 60 years as a priest, I look back. Uh, uh, I've had I've had lots of joys, but I've had some challenges too. And as you look back, those those challenges overcome uh, uh, or gone beyond. Uh, we don't always overcome them in the sense that we do away with them, but we get beyond them. And you look back and, and thank God, and whatever those difficulties, they make us stronger, and they make us uh, more like other people. Uh, Priests too are like other people. We have our own uh, uh, challenges, and uh, and I've I've had mine, and 
And yet here I am at age 86, uh, still doing the best I can. So uh, it's been a, a blessing to serve this way for 60 years. Bishop Wiegand, um, and, and I should point out to people, Bishop Wiegand is, is the one who founded the Bishop's Hour here at, in the Diocese of Sacramento, tw- believe it or not, 24 years ago. And Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so how time flies. It, it really well, is. I still feel sort of like a newcomer, you know, and, and, and yet I... Well, I, yeah. you've, uh, you've been directing us for, for 24 years uh, that means uh, you're 24 years older too, Bob. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I have the wrinkles to prove it. Uh, I do. <laughs> yeah, indeed. I, I I hesitate to go back and and look at any photos of the first day I was <laughs> doing this. <laughs> but uh, you know that's. Uh, uh, you know, as as you grow older, uh, it's it's a blessing. As my mom always had a, a, a saying up above her piano that said, uh, "Grandchildren are God's gift for getting old." You know, and there are a lot of gifts for getting old, and one of them is one of the gifts is just getting old. You know, it's that's uh, that's a complete blessing. I mean, uh, I, rem- I remember. Yeah, I mean, I remember hearing, I mean, it seemed like when you're a kid, you're always thinking, well, I hope I live to a ripe old age, you know. Uh, you're not thinking then that it might involve arthritis or something like that. But um, it, you know, it, it is a complete blessing. So, yeah, right. So, 60, so now my, go ahead. Bob, my 60 years, uh, especially for people, uh, the listeners, uh, uh, from from our own diocese in Sacramento, the uh, would know thirty of uh, those years, so half of my sixty years right. as a priest, have been served here in Sacramento. Uh, it's it's almost thirty years. It could be thirty years come uh, uh, come uh, November thirtieth when mm-hmm. I was appointed bishop of uh, of uh, Sacramento. But so the other thirty years, the first thirty years were divided, uh, again, kind of in half. Uh, the, the, the first 15, it was actually the first 17, as, as a priest uh, in diverse ministries, as a priest of the Diocese of Boise, Idaho. Mm-hmm. And uh, I served uh, one year right after ordination uh, as an in in assistant priest, uh, uh, in Lewiston, Idaho, up in the northern uh, part of Idaho, and then right. quickly, being uh, uh, ordained only one year, uh, uh, the, the, the bishop then, uh, Bishop Sylvester Kreinen, uh, reassigned me to Boise to uh, uh, help him at at the uh, at the bishop's office, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I, I did. Uh, 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 I, I worked first of all as a vice chancellor, and then quickly as chancellor of the diocese. Uh, uh, even though I was young, but also helping out in the parish, uh, and for a while uh, teaching religion also at the Catholic high school, and so kind of diverse things. Uh, but after five years. Uh, I uh, uh, I made myself available to to be assigned if the bishop thought that was appropriate at the uh, Idaho uh, mission in South America mm-hmm. uh, uh, in in the outskirts of the city of Cali, Cali, Colombia, working right. with the poor for almost ten years, nine nine and a half years, uh, and uh, that that was. Uh, a very different kind of setting than in Idaho. Yes. Uh, And and, uh, talk about challenges. I I had studied Spanish uh, um, uh, uh, before ordination and uh, knew knew Spanish, uh, but I had to learn it much better, of course. And uh, working with the very poor, I mean, parts of our parish there didn't have... uh, running water or electricity mm-hmm. uh, uh, initially. Uh, 
uh, and there was use of what we call contraband power, people on their own kind of connecting to the overhead electrical wires uh, with, with uh, a few tiny light bulbs in their house and so forth, uh, uh, but gradually building up uh, uh, with the, the help of the city and, and so forth and uh, getting full services. And, and uh, I have visited back to that very area that was so poor at the time uh, is now uh, a lower, you call it a middle-class area. They, wow. They've gone up the social economic ladder like, like people anywhere and, and everywhere, you might say, due to their, their hard work and, and uh, the process of, of uh, getting better education, therefore uh, better jobs and better pay and... and, and uh, the very kinds of, of processes that we see in, in our own country. And then I was back in, in Idaho as pastor of a, of a, of a tri-lingual and tri-cultural um, uh, parish uh, near the uh, west of Boise, near the Idaho, near the Oregon border, uh, the, the, uh, the town of Homedale. Oh, yeah. And right. for two and a half, almost three years before I was named Bishop of, uh, of Salt Lake City. Uh, I was fairly young. I was only 43 and back from South America less than three years and yet appointed to Salt Lake City in part because they had a great need at the time of somebody who could who knew Spanish mm -hmm. and could organize uh, a, a uh, uh, Catholic ministry, uh, uh, mass and sacraments to the uh, the Spanish-speaking who were coming into Utah at that time and have continued to come. And uh, so I was there 13 and uh, uh, not quite half a year, but over a little over 13 years uh, at a time of, of great. Uh, uh, kind of explosion, you might say, of, of new realities because of the changing population, but also the post-Vatican II adaptation to, mm -hmm. to lay ministry and uh, uh, lay leadership and uh, a, a much broader consultation with all the different commissions and councils. And, uh, so it was, it was a very... Uh, um, a happy time in one sense of growth, uh, uh, and from a priest point of view, meeting the challenges of the people uh, mm -hmm. who were ready to 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 help more and to be uh, 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 full members of of the church and having their their say, and uh, that included um, answering their call for uh, a, a seismic retrofit of the, of the cathedral right. in Salt City and uh, a, a, a renewal or a restoration of the, all the artwork and so forth of the interior of the cathedral, uh, a big project that involved, of course, a, a capital campaign uh, at that time, uh, 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 Huge in the sense of like ten million dollars, <laughs> which is big money in those days, and and a community-wide kind of uh, process that that put us uh, in the limelight, as in the sense uh, uh, in in the uh, Mormon, uh, the huge Mormon setting, uh, kind of gutsy of the Catholic community doing something uh, pretty big, right, and, right, and and not far from Temple Square either. Not far from Temple Square, and with with uh, good um, uh, communication with and, and solidarity with the Mormon leaders at that time, were quite happy that we were doing what we were doing. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, they even contributed, but, didn't they? Yeah, they did, uh, and they certainly uh, the Mormon Church gave us uh, a, a certain. Uh, um, uh, 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 amount, but, but all 
once I got the word out that it was okay for business leaders and others of, uh, of Mormon background to do the same. So wow. they helped us. They helped us by kind of opening doors, put mm-hmm. it that way. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was kind of at uh, soon after the rededication of Cathedral in mid February of what was it, uh, 
not not so able. Uh, I get tired very easy, and I I there's lots of lots of things I can't do, and plus uh, uh, people respect the fact that I've I've gotten uh, 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 it's going to say about pretty old, <laughs> and uh, aren't uh, aren't uh, um, aren't bothering me in a sense or respecting my uh, elder status and mm-hmm. and uh, not uh, not uh, uh, asking me to carry a lot of burden. So it's become my main ministry being again prayer and 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 uh, 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 silent, uh, peaceful life, kind of as we said earlier, kind of like the Krampus monks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm finding that very, very, uh, uh, I'm liking that a lot, put it that way. <laughs> and I, and I, I, I think it's also fruitful, uh, just like uh, we've always said of, of the life and the ministry of our cloistered monks and, right. and re- religious sisters. Do you ever go up to Vina? I, I do uh, from time to time. Uh, I've not been up there just very recently, but it's uh, it's a wonderful place to to visit. And in my case, when I go, I stay a few days uh, generally, and and uh, uh, they've been very gracious to me. They even allow me to bring my little dog with me. Oh, good. And uh, so. Uh, that's kind of an overview of, of 16 years, and uh, in the process, you know, I've had some challenges in both places. Here in Sacramento, one of the challenges was seismic retrofit of our cathedral, of the Blessed Sacrament, right. and the re-restoration, uh, in some ways, the completion of the interior artwork that was never completed, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, that's already... Uh, coming up now. That's uh, what is that? That's eighteen years ago. Right, also. right. The, the rededication of our cathedral. So that was a big project. That also involved the capital campaign, fifty million. I was going to say that was more uh, like fifty million, wasn't it? Yeah. It was fifty million, but actually uh, it came in at, at uh, seventy million. Mm. And it was uh, uh, the cathedral was only one of the uh, the reasons the uh, uh, building and upgrading of our uh, St. Francis High School mm-hmm. was another big one. The building of a of a retirement village for retired priests right. uh, and. Uh, uh, the the uh, assisting of our priest retirement fund to, to uh, make it stable for the future and and uh, other uh, such uh, important works uh, uh, and at the same time we had barely gone into those projects the beginning with the fundraising for the cathedral and, and the the architectural work and so forth, uh, uh, and and a process towards uh, a, a very broad consultation towards uh, uh, having a third diocesan synod, the first in 75 years. So lots of important things going on just when the scandal in Boston broke. Right about uh, the uh, sexual abuse uh, mm-hmm. of minors on the part of of some priests and uh, and uh, other workers uh, uh, of the church uh, and that reverberated in Salt Lake City so we were a part well in Salt Lake City yes but here in Sacramento mm-hmm. it reverberated all over the country and we we had our share of a pretty negative um, um, uh, what, uh, uh, have, media uh, coverage. <laughs> lost our and connection with uh, Bishop Soto, uh, with Bishop Wiegand, and we will uh, we will endeavor to uh, get him back here. Okay. There you are. But there I, you are. Yeah. I think we lost happened? you for a second. 
scandal that reverberated in Sacramento we were dealing with, uh, and it was bad enough. Uh, but in fact, the the uh, it didn't affect uh, such a tribute to our to our people. It didn't affect the capital campaign. Uh, we went way over the uh, the uh, goal. Didn't affect getting the cathedral project done and the other good things going on. And I think in part because we were there, there was a lot of, of of good things happening, including there was very broad consultation. Uh, and uh, the uh, so so the people stayed with us or cooperated. We got through that wave of the uh, sexual abuse. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Bishop Soto, and so after me, is dealing with another wave of it. Right. In, in part because the uh, legislature of California lifted the statute of limitations for a three-year period, and and uh, uh, most were not new cases of accusers that came forward under that provision. Right. But again, people who came forward uh, about abuses that happened 40 and 50 years ago, right. uh, uh, most of which we've overcome. That's the good news. It gets lost in the in the media coverage. But since the year 2000, there have been so over 20 years. So ever since Boston broke, and uh, but we developed all of these careful p- processes of uh, right. uh, of uh, keeping minors uh, uh, safe, and uh, uh, that in fact there there have only been, uh, to my knowledge, there have only been two cases in uh, in the past twenty years. Uh, precisely because uh, we, we have so many checks and balances, and we, we have more things going on to keep uh, children safe than any other institution. It's become really a model. It's become a model, and uh, but uh, on the other hand, we've got this other thing going on of, of kind of. Uh, uh, the negativity about what happened those many years ago, right. following the uh, you know the Second World War and the sex the uh, sexual revolution and and the change in in uh, 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 public uh, perception of, of 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 all kinds of things and of course. What happens in society affects members of the church and uh, priests uh, and bishops are also members of the church, human. So uh, those societal things, those shifts uh, affected us. Uh, plus, we had the Second Vatican Council going on back in the early 60s, right. which uh, uh, freed up lots of things, uh, open doors, and so there was lots of change going on, and in the change, there's always a bit of chaos, and uh, it took us uh, a while to get reorganized in in a, in a orderly uh, fashion. Uh, I mentioned we were, we, we did a third diocesan synod, the first in 75 years, among the things very careful and very extensive statutes were created, in some cases recreated, and made uh, to bring order uh, and normalcy, in, in a sense, back to uh, 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 Catholic community life, uh, following the the uh, the the chaos, you might say, or the uh, aspects of chaos, at least, following the Second World War, the sexual revolution, but also what was going on in the modernizing of the church. And uh, thanks be to God, uh, we've, we've uh, 
uh, we, we've overcome uh, much of it. We're at a much better place than, than we were. Uh, even, and that includes even now trying to do the best we can for, for anyone that was abused mm-hmm. by members of the church uh, many years ago. Uh, uh, and on my watch, that included uh, uh, a settlement of, of cases that, that amounted to $35 million. Right. A big, a big, uh, again, a, a challenge. But, uh, and Bishop Soto is, is facing uh, 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 even, even more accusations of people who finally have felt free to come forward that we didn't even know about. So right. it's not like anybody was, was uh, hiding those things or not dealing with them. Uh, uh, accusers uh, had to come forward. Uh, right. These are cases uh, you didn't even know about. We didn't know about. Right. Exactly. Uh, and again, public perception, uh, perception uh, often doesn't understand that, that, that uh, so many accusations, uh, how awful, well, uh, uh, we all think it's awful. Uh, uh, we didn't know about it. Uh, but, but those kinds of things are, for the most part, not happening now. For, for, uh, from time to time, there's, 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 there's going to be uh, a case uh, that's, that's human life, too, but not like we saw over those, uh, those years of the 50s, 60s, and 70s, particularly. Well, you were part of the discussions for the, the, the charter uh, in Dallas. Uh, that, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Tell and, us a little uh, bit about about those discussions, and I know they've been revised a bit just, uh, you know, to, to you know, you, you, you can come up with something and then you tweak it to make it make it all work, but were those were those discussions contentious at all, or were they, because uh, that happened shortly after Boston. Uh, yes. Uh, I think it was in June of 2002. Right. The, the, became called uh, the Dallas Charter only because the meetings took place uh, in Dallas. Right. Uh, the June meeting of the Bishops' Conference takes place somewhere other than Washington, D.C. or Baltimore. It's, right. it's around the country. That year it was Dallas. Uh, well, it wasn't, uh, from our point of view, the bishops, it wasn't terribly contentious uh, it was in one sense because we had uh, uh, the, the, the media surrounding the building and we had protests in the street and we had all kinds of stuff going on like that. But in terms of the, the meeting of the bishops and the discussion of this, most of the work had been done in advance. Uh, 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 all of us, my, myself included, uh, we, in advance of the meeting, we already had sent in uh, uh, what we thought we had to do, the measures we would have to take. In most case, in many cases, in our case here, here in Sacramento, measures that we were already taking that, that had to become standard throughout the country and to be put into a public document uh, right. that that. that uh, it came to be known as, as the, the Charter, the Dallas Charter for Sexual Abuse. And so, uh, so, so one of the simple, uh, obvious things, we need kind of a, uh, a, a, a body of, of, of people who understand questions of sexual abuse. And, and apart from the administration of the diocese, not mainly the priests or anybody from the bishop's office, but, but a more neutral kind of group of, of professionals that can look at these matters and give good advice to the bishop. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, I actually, in Sacramento, established our first, uh, what do we call it, the... The, um, 
I've been forgetting what what we called it at that time. The uh, you mean the the council uh, that would oversee it? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so so we announced it and and established it actually before I purposely did that because we had long been talking about it. Uh, 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 before I went off to the to the meeting of the bishops in Dallas, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, 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 many of the provisions that, uh, for example, that if if a priest is uh, or or any church worker is is uh, uh, accused of of uh, sexual abuse, uh, he's got to be put on. Uh, on leave and uh, uh, kept out of ministry until a good investigation has taken right. place, right. Uh, and that we're going to report it to 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 the authorities, to the to the police, uh, or child family services, and uh, they will investigate it. And at the same time, we will do our investigation and. But not get in, not get in the way of the public authorities, and and uh, if 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 it's found to be uh, false or uh, no basis for it, no no way to to uh, then the priest can be put back uh, in into ministry, and uh, if if it's uh, uh, seems to be pretty, uh, uh, you know, not with, with trial and jury yet, but if it's from what, what is known by the authorities, including by us and our own investigation, would, would probably be true, well, then the, the priest isn't going to go back to ministry. Right. So it became known as the one strike and you're out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which is the only and, way it could be, ultimately. Well, and and that that was uh, I mean that was uh, in the life of the church. Of course, that was new. It was new for the most part, even in, in the broader society. Mm-hmm. But that that was uh, in, in other countries, including in Rome. That was thought to be terribly exaggerated. Right. Uh, so we in in the U.S. we were we were kind of in the forefront. Yeah. <laughs> and. And, but that, in due course, got, got uh, adopted uh, all around, including by Pope John Paul II and, and Pope Benedict after him, and even in a strong way by Pope Francis. So that, that is basically uh, the, the uh, uh, legal um, decision of, 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 of the Church Universal. Yeah, zero tolerance. Zero tolerance, yeah. uh, and that—that's uh, a terrible burden for a priest, especially. You know, you can think of somebody young, yeah, dealing with his humanity. Uh, I was ordained; I was twenty-six. That's kind of an, an average age. Uh, Irish priests, when they came, they were often ordained uh, a bit earlier, as mm-hmm. early as age twenty-four. Right. Uh, just off the boat, uh, in a totally new culture, the sexual revolution uh, uh, gearing up and so forth. Uh, 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 so in a, it, you think of it from that point of view, a, a young person making a, a terrible mistake, and yet one strike and you're out, or zero tolerance, uh, that's very harsh. Mm-hmm. Especially in the case of somebody who who, who never offended again, yeah. uh, uh, and was shocked at his own uh, uh, offense, uh, but that's that's the policy, and uh, it it is followed. So uh, so overseeing that on my watch, uh, Bishop Silver on his, uh, there have been lots of challenges. And something that that uh, you know I didn't particularly like to do, but I did it. You do uh, God's grace. Uh, 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 I I think I handled those those kinds of things pretty well. 
And uh, what I'm trying, I'm, I don't have to handle it now. I'm trying to retire with Bishop Soto's handling uh, difficult things like that. But uh, there's a grace in all of the sacraments. And in the sacrament of, of holy orders, uh, priesthood, uh, whatever we have to face, uh, God uh, gives the strength, the grace to do it. Mm-hmm. And they have the wisdom and 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 the patience in some case, and the uh, the uh, the strength uh, to do what you have to do, and to live fairly uh, uh, peacefully. Uh, my 15 years as the Dadaism bishop were 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 good years, uh, uh, in spite of all of those challenges. One of which, of course, as you know, Bob, was my health. Yes. Uh, I've been dealing for over 20 years with uh, 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 a liver disease, a primary sclerosis and cholangitis, which was diagnosed only six months after I became bishop of Salt Lake City. I was already having some troubles, and uh, the the gastroenterologist over there that diagnosed it was was uh, a genius. I mean, mm-hmm. and then sent me off also to University of Utah, and eventually the Mayo Clinic for for further diagnosis and treatment and so forth. And that disease progresses much more rapidly in many cases than in mine. But it went along with, uh, again, it was like St. Paul's thorn in the side, whatever that ailment was. Uh, he doesn't explain it. But but uh, a, a burden or a, a challenge that, that made me vulnerable was probably the best thing that happened to me to be a good bishop so that you don't... Uh, uh, so that you stay a, a, a little bit humble, and you don't you don't become authoritarian, and 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 uh, uh, that that vulnerability can can help you uh, uh, identify with other people and with mm-hmm. people in other uh, kinds of situations. It's, it's not a bad thing, and it went along in my case right along with becoming bishop, but. Uh, in in so in, in here in Sacramento, at some point the liver gave out, and I was basically dying of of uh, liver failure, and I and received a living donor liver transplant back on April first of of two thousand and five, April Fool's Day, wow. <laughs> Friday. You know, and that was a right. great a great education for a lot of us that didn't even know about living donors. Yeah, and but but again, in the it, it was it was Easter week. Mm-hmm. It was it was the Friday of Easter week. Wow. Uh, Friday, Good Friday, Friday, but Easter resurrection, uh, and it was. The, it was at the same time that Pope John Paul II was dying. Mm-hmm. And I woke up after a surgery. Uh, one of the first things I asked is, uh, what about uh, Pope John Paul II? Mm. And he had just died. He died on Saturday of Easter week. Wow. Uh, he died on the eve of Mercy Sunday. Uh, Divine Mercy great- Sunday, right. Divine Mercy, and uh, which she promoted. I mean, it was all uh, talk was, about God, God's timing. <laughs> yeah, that was that was his. I mean, his doing uh, Divine Mercy Sunday with yeah, Sister Faustina, yes. and yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, but uh, uh, I, the, the one who. Uh, there was something like thirty people that came forward and and. Uh, this had gotten into the sacrament of bee that that something about uh, living donors and and uh, uh, that I was going to need uh, uh, the donation of of uh, of liver and uh, some thirty people came forward and and volunteered mm-hmm. and 
uh, the uh, University of California, San Francisco chose, they did the choosing. They right. chose somebody who, who was uh, uh, in good health. Uh, they chose Dan Haverty, mm-hmm. uh, uh, who was the, uh, uh, the uh, fire chief of Folsom. Right. And uh, a big man, and uh, uh, had just was just turning fifty, in good health, had good uh, health insurance, and uh, his wife and three kids, his his, his mother, the, the whole family had agreed to this. Uh, but he was chosen, uh, and a member of of our Holy Trinity parish in El Dorado Hills. And uh, he, he eventually uh, uh, retired, of course, and took the five-year training process and became, five years ago, was ordained a deacon. Right. It's, it's a remarkable uh, story, uh, isn't it? For the Diocese of Sacramento. He's yeah. one of our very uh, finest deacons. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, serves uh, 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 very prominently at Holy Trinity Parish in El Dorado Hills. And, will join me Sunday at, at the, the Mass for, uh, of Thanksgiving for my 60th anniversary, the 10 o'clock Mass at the Cathedral of the Blessed Sacrament. Uh, on, on Sunday, but, June 4. Yeah, right. On Sunday, June 4, uh, which is Holy Trinity Sunday. <laughs> right. Uh, wow. <laughs> my, the actual date for me was May 25th, uh, so the Sunday, the next Sunday, this past Sunday, uh, mm-hmm. May 28th, uh, uh, Pentecost, uh, I, I thought it was better not to be a distraction for Pentecost. Uh, right. So I thought waiting until the following week, which, uh, which in the diocesan uh, framework makes good sense, too, because on Saturday, June 3, it's when we have the ordination of, of the new priest. Right, uh, Eric, Eric Patrick. Uh, and so, and here I'm the next day celebrating 60 years, uh, the beginning of a priest on Saturday, and here this old priest on, on Sunday <laughs> celebrating 60 years. It just kind of seemed to be the right weekend for the yeah. people. Very much so. And, uh, I'm, but, I'm, uh, but, you know, go, going back, so my, my uh, uh, the, the liver disease and the, uh, uh, we, we had all these good things going on, and I was still functioning, but, but I was having more trouble. Uh, others were having to, fortunately, we had a, a, a great auxiliary bishop, Bishop uh, uh, Rich Garcia. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, others were carrying a load, uh, but uh, I finally gave out. But I knew my my days weren't over, so I ha- I had this kind of a spiritual conviction that the transplant would go well, and that I would survive and do well, and that my donor would do well, and all of that was true. Uh, uh, so I stayed on for for another three and a half years, uh, mm-hmm. but it seemed time to step down and for the coadjutor bishop by then, Bishop Jaime Soto, to step up. Uh, uh, but my my uh, illness, uh, you can say, looking back, had no negative effect on the. Uh, on the life of the diocese and mm-hmm. the progress of the diocese. The, all, all these good things were going on, and many would say, in part because of the illness, uh, as well as some of the other difficulties going on, that God blessed us, and, and there was, there, there was uh, a genuine fruitfulness happening during a difficult period. Uh, and... Uh, but uh, I stepped down. I uh, I wasn't yet seventy-five. I was only seventy-one and a half. But uh, uh, I, I presented it to the the, the Pope's uh, the 
representative for the United States, and it was presented to Rome. It, it seemed okay. Uh, by then, I had a coadjutor bishop who had the right of succession whenever they would uh, accept that that uh, I could step down, which I did. And Bishop Soto has now been the diocesan bishop. It will be 15 years come uh, uh, the, uh, the end of November. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You know, the, so, whole, the uh, whole story with you and Dan Haverty and the liver as you say, at a difficult time. I think it was inspirational in our diocese, not just to Catholics. I think it was inspirational to a lot of people uh, throughout our, uh, the, the geographical area of, of the Diocese of Sacramento, but, but to people that weren't Catholic even. It was, it was a very inspirational, uh, uplifting story. Uh, and and I think uh, strengthened people's faith, renewed people's faith, even attracted people to the faith. I, I think it was a, a very very moving story. I remember you telling me one time that you woke up in your hospital bed and you looked and saw your brother sitting in the room and said, "Well, I know I'm not in heaven." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's actually true. <laughs> uh, uh, Actually, uh, two of my three brothers were sitting there in the room, and, uh, the two older ones. And, uh, yeah, I knew I was in the heaven. I was still here on this earth. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I knew my good friend, Pope John Paul II, was in heaven. Uh, yes. That's one of the first things they told me, that, yes, he had died. Right. And, uh, he was he was a young pope. Uh, uh, he became the Pope in, in uh, part, yeah, 1978, right. the spring of 1978, uh, March or something like that, and, and uh, he appointed me Bishop of Salt Lake City uh, 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 September 3 of 1980, uh, and, and I was... Uh, uh, actually ordained and installed in Salt Lake City November 17th. And so only, only what, two and a half years after right. he was, was Pope, uh, and the first time I met him, which was like six, six months later, on his stopover in Anchorage, Alaska. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, I went up in part to, to meet him, but also they gave me a chance to say hello to uh, a cousin of mine, uh, that was uh, uh, um, her uh, her husband and family living in Anchorage at that time. And uh, anyway, when when uh, uh, we're sitting together on, on one of the occasions there, and he leaned over and he and he said, uh, uh, "Remind me, how long have you been a bishop?" <laughs> and, I, and I said, uh, six months." Well, let's see. Actually, yeah, well, well, just barely six months. And, and he said, a baby bishop. A baby bishop. <laughs> baby bishop. And, uh, you know, he was he was 58, I think, at the time, wasn't he? Or yeah. Something like yeah. that. And, and, uh, and I only Pope uh, a couple, couple of years and. Uh, I thought, but I didn't say, and uh, appointed by by baby Pope. Baby Pope, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you thought it, but didn't say it, yeah. <laughs> I didn't say it, no. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, Bishop Soda, uh, Bishop Weekend, uh, we have exhausted our time here uh, in a very um, meaningful way. I, I'm, uh, time flies when you're having a good time. Um, but... Thank you for all you've done. Congratulations on 60 years and uh, everything you continue to do for all of us, in, including your prayers, and know that uh, you are in our prayers every day. Well, thanks, Bob, and uh, God bless all of your listeners. Uh, uh, I, I, I do keep you in my prayers and all the faithful, for that matter, throughout the world, but... Uh, in a special way with, with those I've had some contact with uh, in, in my diverse settings, uh, actually, over these 60 years, and now by radio. So God bless all of you, and 
And again, thanks, Bob, for inviting me to, to, to be with you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Bishop. God bless you. And we'll look forward to our paths crossing again soon. All right. Thanks Take so care. much. That's uh, uh, Bishop William Wigand, Bishop Emeritus, a great, great man, and uh, still with us at age 86. That's going to do it for us for today. Thanks for listening, everyone. God bless.